We are all dying. No one knows exactly when our time is up. No one's pre-told, you know, the minute that they're born, the exact day they're going to die. But it's sad to think sometimes that we can go through this life and never have actually lived this life. I was actually told earlier today um, from a lady that I've known from a previous gym that I used to go to about seven or eight years ago that her husband uh, just collapsed and, and died from a, from, a, from a brain aneurysm. And she said they were literally having, literally having coffee. The next minute, he said, he complained about a sharp pain in, in his head, like a headache. And she heard a thump on the floor behind her. And when she turned around and looked around the corner from where she was standing, he was on the floor. And they were just having a normal everyday conversation having their normal everyday coffee together in the afternoon. One minute he was there, next minute he wasn't, consciously. Obviously his body was there, but his mind, his state of consciousness, completely gone. I've always been a person that has had, that has had death as a drive to do what I do, to live my life the way I choose to live, because... You don't know when the next, when your time is up in a sense. So why live life or not live it at all when you're doing it by other people's standards or opinions? And when, you know, we're scared of what other people will say or think and, you know, put us in a, put us in a box or put us in line of how they want us to behave or act. And how they want us to live. Because, you know, there's the expected, you know, I've done this. I've, I went through life like this. That means you should too. When it doesn't have to be that way, you have control of your life. I'm actually, <laughs> it's actually 11.30 p.m. on the 28th of January um, that I'm actually uh, recording this. And it's just because I just uh, watched about half of um, Miss Americana by Taylor Swift's documentary. And... She was saying at the very start of the documentary that she's always been one to to be the nice person and to always, um, you know, be presented nice, always try and please everyone, try and make everyone happy, you know, don't, don't disrupt them, don't make them feel that you're doing something bad, you know, be the good one, be the good person that's always trying to do their best and always trying to make everyone happy. But in doing that, as we try and make everyone happy, as I am a people pleaser, it makes us miserable because we can't fully express ourselves. And we get annoyed when people say, oh, um, see, I don't care what people think. I just freely express myself. And it's sad because those people are the ones that do speak their mind and they can say really nasty things, especially things about some other people, other people's lives when they don't even know that person's life. It's like, yeah, you can say what you want freely and you don't care what people think about what you say, but you don't realize that you can make someone feel so awful 
and make someone feel so bad about their life that they don't actually actually want to live their life because they're here trying to please you as much as they can and not wanting to offend you. But you then turn around and are happily wanting to offend them. And it's hard because, you know, some people like me that are the people pleasers that want to make everyone happy and want to, you know, we put on a happy face sometimes or most of the time at parties or get-togethers because we don't want people to feel bad or negative. We want them to enjoy the moment. So we'll put on a happy a happy face and, you know, make it seem like everything's okay. And in a sense, you could say in hindsight it is okay, but the battle within our heads is not okay. <laughs> this whole year, the theme of Xana King is supposed to be against all odds, and I've been trying to write a list of the odds that are against me in a sense. And one of the odds is um, street credit, and like I don't have much popularity within my community because I'm not a very, um, I don't follow football, I don't follow, I'm not a drinker, so I don't drink any alcohol, and I don't go to parties very much, so I don't socialize and network in that sort of sense very much. I tend to stay away from those things because of the underlying hidden agendas that come with those um, cultures. And it's nothing against people that want to celebrate football, that's fine, and people that like to drink, that's fine. But when it comes to an excessive point of even just calling out other people because they follow a different team and bad-mouthing them and making them feel or trying to make them feel bad for following a certain team or liking certain players is that's right kind of just uncomfortable and I get annoyed with it so I just tend to you know what it's best just to stay away from that type of energy because I don't need that energy in my life there's much more important things to think about than whose team you're following and and the rivalries between the teams and the and the fans of the teams and that's and they're going people are dying and you're worried about someone following a certain football team and you're discrediting their reputation in a sense as not as a favorable person to do um to hang out with or to do business with etc um and then you add alcohol into the mix and then it it heightens emotions <laughs> um you know and if you're going through a breakup then you're going to send excessively bad texts to your ex or to friends that have switched sides in a sense. So I've just avoided that kind of scenery. And I've always thought, you know, because I, you know, but back to the street cred, because I'm not mixed in with those cultures, um, I'm not seen as a favorable person to probably hang out with, you know. But really that, that odd, it doesn't even exist you know, the main odd is the one in my brain of me making this excuse as an odd, making that my, I don't have street cred as, a, as an odd when really it's my own mind that's stopping me from pushing harder or pushing forward and breaking through these cultures. And I started this brand because I want to, empower people to show that to live and to feel like you're actually living a fulfilling life you need to step up above the everyday things of life and get uncomfortable with yourself and question yourself of your values and morals 
and then being able to help your community and support them because there's a lot of people going through a lot of mental dark battles right now that you probably don't even know about and you you yourself are probably going through a dark battle but do you have anyone to turn to do you feel like you can open up to anyone and sometimes most of the time you know sometimes i feel like i can't because of the shame that comes with you know feeling certain feelings and sometimes i say to my friends like i just feel like i'm like suffocating or you know like i can't do anything and then they just turn around and say oh you're just being over dramatic you're being oversensitive you're being you're overthinking it or something like that and then that just shuts me down it's like okay i can't express what i want to feel i can't express what i want to say and yes it may seem over dramatic or may may seem over the top but that doesn't you know invalidate what i feel or what i'm experiencing at that time because sometimes emotions or you know the chemicals in your brain if you want to call it that or you know the anxiety and you just rises up big giant in front of you and that's all you can sort of observe or see and it overwhelms you but the odds will always be within my mind that's stopping me from doing what i want to do you know if these people want to criticize of how i think or feel or say things and that's their problem it shouldn't stop me from voicing and expressing myself and if they really want to shut me down because I'm a nobody or because I don't have any street cred or anything like that and that's their problem and yes I might not be right all the time but with this brand I wanted to give people the opportunity to realize that they don't need people's validations or acceptance to be someone that can do great within their community and for themselves you know even if you're just doing great for your family or your immediate friends or family that is a king or a queen in itself you don't need to highly impact your community to the masses if you're just supporting the one person in your family that's all you have then you are a king or a queen and you are doing a great thing by helping just that one person you know we're all dying and like i said before some of us are already dead inside because we're being halted or stopped by the anxiety in our minds of thinking and feeling like worrying about what people are thinking and saying about us when really that doesn't excessively matter in the long term it's or in the in hindsight because this is your life you have one life you know one opportunity to live it to how you want to live it and no matter what you do or say not everyone is going to be happy with what you do with your life everyone's going to critique it everyone's going to nitpick and they're going to nitpick it from their point of view of how they're living their life at that currently at that time it's got nothing to do with you at all really it's just their entitled opinion and just to feel like they're doing or being good and wanting to belittle someone just to make themselves feel better when really it's just harming them even more so you have one life what are you going to do 
What are you going to do with it? What are you doing? Are you taking life too seriously and going full ball and not taking notice of the small things and actually embracing and and appreciating life? Or are you sitting back and not doing anything at all and letting it just, you know, watching it away on Netflix or washing it down with alcohol or drugs and not do anything with your life? Are you going to sit there and play the blame game? Oh, you know, this person did that to me and this person does this. And you know, I could do so much better if this wasn't in my life or if this person wasn't doing anything. Or are you going to take full control, walk out of their narrative and start living how you want to live your life? I'm not saying that it's easy. Of course, it's going to be hard. It's going to be excessively hard sometimes, especially when you start making a stand for yourself and start setting boundaries for yourself of course it's going to be hard it's not going to be easy but it will definitely be worth it you don't know when your time is up embrace life live it to the fullest as best you can and this doesn't mean go out and take what you want (laughs) you know for those people that just want to go and have sex all the time like there are other people's lives that you're also playing with in that in that sense you got to think about consider you know that person is a child or a parent a brother and a sister like they are just as human as you are just as insecure about some things just as you are do what makes you happy as long as you're not trying to hurt someone in the process for your own selfish gain you know as a christian we're taught you know kill the the carnal nature And you could call it the ego in a sense. Anything that you feel you're entitled to or anything that you're serving out of selfish desire, that's what you need to kill off because that's what's going to kill you in the end. Everything that you... And researchers from other podcasts I've listened to and talks that I've listened to as well, and they say, you know, you find true happiness when you're serving others and helping others when they need help. Not when you're serving yourself, you know, when you're buying yourself materialistic things for um, your own selfish gain to make it what makes you think you might feel happy from when really it's, it doesn't feel uh, that empty void of fulfillment or actual happiness when you actually are serving someone else. And we're taught from my Christian background, killing the ego And once you start living to serve others, that's when you are truly alive. And that's what my brand, I've made a foundation. That's the foundation of the brand is you be, you're a king when you realize that life, there's so much more to life than just materialistic things, possessing things and uh, chasing your own selfish desires and temporary happiness desires it's there's no fulfillment in that but you find that you're truly alive and truly awake and really experiencing life when you are serving others and helping them in their current situation of need and one example they use is a widow who's just lost their partner and they've got children and this this lady that I was talking to today, she is a widow. You know, her t- her her children are all grown up, but the man was her husband was only fifty one, and she's now a widow. Life is short. 
your end is unexpected and can sometimes be taken from you excessively quick. Excessively quick. And the sad thing to think that I was contemplating today is that she didn't get a chance to say goodbye, nor did he get a chance to say goodbye. And to say, you know, I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. I'm so glad you've been in my life. I appreciate you so much for everything you have done for me, supporting me, being there as my best friend and partner. Like, they didn't get to say that to each other. And I've learnt, and it's sad though, I've learnt this, that even with my friends, I, I, I don't say much anymore that I appreciate them and that I love them and care for them because they get all weird about it and they don't like it. It's like, oh, that's just weird. It's like, well, when you realize how short life is and how unexpected your ending could be, I don't want to miss the opportunity and the chance that I actually do get to say it. Because the next minute, one of us isn't going to be here or might not be here. You just don't know. And that's what I love about the fragility, or if you want to call it that, of or the frail, flawed human species that we are. It humbles me because I can't boast about how good my life is when the next minute I could be gone and then I've got nothing to boast about. Well, I can't boast at all, can I? <laughs> anyway, sorry for the doing gloom, but it is a reality, kicking the balls really, a reality check. That life is not promised. Tomorrow is not promised. Waking up is a blessing. It's a, it's a God gift that you actually have woken up the next morning. And the sad thing is, when people that do commit suicide, they're choosing not wanting to wake up. And that's the sad thing is that they've made a choice. Sometimes a choice that wasn't really excessively their own because it's their mind has been affected by a mental illness of some sort and that's the sad thing sometimes it's uncontrollable and that, that's the thing like even them taking their life and it was uncontrolled by a mental illness just like a brain aneurysm it's not controlled so really all i'm saying is be kind to anyone people you don't know because you don't know what they what they're going through people you do know because you probably don't know what they're going through <laughs> you just don't know Unless they tell you, and you know, they might only tell you 2% of what they're going through or what they're feeling. Because they don't want to worry you. Anyway. I hope you ponder on this today. Meditate on it. And be kind. Not only to yourself, but to those around you. As much as you can, as best you can. Even the ones that you don't really like to talk to or you have a little bit of a biff with. Have a good day, King Up.